Welcome to the Elevated Visibility Podcast, the podcast for female founders who are looking for more than just easy marketing tips and feel-good strategy and craving deep connection. I'm your host, Nina Gibson, holistic SEO expert and visibility enthusiast who is hell-bent on giving women a voice and a platform to use it. In this space, we chat all things SEO and marketing for your brand and business, but we also peel back the layers and the bullshit and dive deep into what it means to feel visible as business owners, women, moms, and more. If you're ready for holistic marketing strategy mixed in with some soulful storytelling, this podcast is for you. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elevated Visibility Podcast. I am so excited. I have a really awesome guest here today with me to chat all things Etsy. I know that this is something that you guys have been dying to hear more about on the podcast. So it's happening. Welcome, Monica Little. I'm so excited to have you here today with me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, awesome. So Monica is an Etsy coach and I'm gonna have her introduce herself because she I can't do her justice. She's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to kicking ass on Etsy. And she's going to share all kinds of awesome Q4 Etsy tips with us today. So Monica, take it away. Yeah. So I'll give the quick intro. So my name is Monica. And like you just mentioned, I'm an Etsy coach. But where this really begins is about four or so years ago, I was working at a corporate full-time job. I went to school for business, worked in marketing, and knew that that's not where I was meant to be. Knew that I wasn't meant to be in a corporate office from nine to five every single day for the rest of my life. So I just was in a phase of trying to find different hobbies and things that I like to do. And I was very much into health and wellness in general. And that kind of trickled over into making my own household products like laundry detergent and mouthwash and all of these things. And it ended up with me also making my own skincare. Because as I was on this health and wellness journey, I realized that the products we use in our household are usually full of chemicals and are really bad for you. And my mom went through two different types of cancer. So health and wellness was always like such an important thing to me after seeing someone in your family go through battle and thankfully beat cancer twice, right? So I ended up having this organic skincare passion and hobby that came out of nowhere. And I started to post about it on social media. I started to put it on Etsy, started to get orders coming in. And it really started to take off to the point that I couldn't really balance both my hobby, my small business, plus my full-time job. So about three and a half years ago, I ended up leaving my full-time job to focus on plant-based beauty fully. Ended up growing plant-based beauty to multiple six figures. Etsy was a huge component of it, but also my own website, Instagram, Pinterest, email marketing, fair, all of the components. But one thing that was always tried and true for me was Etsy, always having it on the back burner, always using it to bring more people into my world, just as a machine that was running in the background, no matter where I was taking my business next. So as I reached this level of success, I also started to just network with other small business owners and found out what so many business owners were struggling with. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy that what other people are struggling with because of my background from a business degree, working in corporate, working in marketing, the business stuff came so easy to me where a lot of people struggled. So that's where I transitioned to being a coach and more specifically helping people on Etsy because a lot of people think Etsy is only for newbies. A lot of people think Etsy, there's all these things about Etsy, how the fees are too high, it's super saturated, you can't get seen. And I really wanted to come in at a different angle to help establish small business owners get seen on Etsy because most established small business owners 
aren't on Etsy, aren't getting in front of the 80 plus million potential shoppers, are missing out on so much visibility, are missing out on so much just potential passive income that they can get from using that platform. So that is why I'm here today, just coaching small business owners on how to create another revenue stream on Etsy. Mm, Amazing. So I learned so many things about you in this intro. So thank you for sharing. I'm totally crazy about the chemicals and products. Like my husband always laughs at me, but I'm like, really, actually, this shit is not good for you. So I'm 100% on board with that. Amazing. I actually want to go to something that you just mentioned in your intro, because I think that this is a really important point, And that's about the Etsy fees. Mm-hmm. And I hear this a lot. And I'm like, if and I have I have a Shopify website, but I'm also on Etsy, like, I dabble on Etsy, I should say. But if you're on any platform, you're paying fees. So I'm always, always interested where people get really upset about Etsy. And I'm like, have you checked out Shopify fees? You have to pay too when you sell products on there. So this is, I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like this deters people. And I'm a big fan of being visible in as many places as possible and Etsy 100% being one of them. And so this is just a little PSA here from an Etsy coach and myself that don't... (laughs) Don't let the t- the fees deter you because you're going to pay for that anyway. Yeah, anywhere, any platform. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's, yeah. And if I can add something to that too, it's so interesting because that's what I found about small business owners and Etsy. It's just you hear things from other small business owners, or you hear things through the grapevines, and people just stick with it. They heard from someone else that Etsy has fees. So if you ask someone, "Oh, are you an Etsy?" No, no, Etsy has really bad fees. But if you actually do the math, Etsy takes. 10 to 12%, 3.9 or 4% of that is basically a credit card processing fee that no matter where you sell your website, if you use a square reader on your phone at a market, if you're selling on fair, no matter where you sell, that 4% is going to be taken from you if you're accepting credit cards. So if we wash that out, it's like what, 6 to 8% fee in exchange for them to bring the customers to you, in exchange for you not having to spend your time posting on Instagram talking, engaging, commenting, building relationships, because that time that people spend doing that is money, right? So I'd rather give Etsy the 6 to 8%, whatever it nets out to be, 10 to 12% once you account for that 4% fee that across the board you get charged no matter where you sell for them to do that marketing for me. And I love to pitch it to people and just say, think of Etsy as one of your employees. They're on your marketing team. And you're paying them to work for you. So when you switch it from that perspective, it's, oh, this is actually empowering. And I'm actually growing and getting visibility by using this platform that I'm paying when I make a sale, not like a website, which is you're paying regardless if you make sales or not, right? You have that website hosting fee, which I still think you should have your own website 100%. But just this notion of Etsy's fees are really high. Usually the people who say that are the ones who haven't actually looked into it, took pen to paper, analyzed it for themselves. And that's why I love talking about Etsy because there's so many of these misconceptions that people just cling to. And it's it's like this community that, that gets built about just not liking Etsy. And I just want to shatter those beliefs and shatter those misconceptions because there's an amazing opportunity once you get through those roadblocks. And for people to be able to tap into that, that's what I want for every single small business owner out there to get more visibility, get more sales, to use the platforms available and make more money while they're doing that. Hell yes. I love your enthusiasm about this. So I know that this is a question that if I were a listener, I would probably be asking. So what kind of like products do best on Etsy? Obviously, there's so many different things on Etsy. And I remember like 2000 and I don't know, 
when Etsy first launched, like 2007, eight-ish, somewhere around there. And I remember buying some art on there and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing art. And it's like affordable. And obviously it's completely exploded and now you can find pretty much anything. What are there certain types of products that tend to do better on Etsy? Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Great question. So what I see that works best is if you have a unique product, that's where people go to find it. If you think about candles, for example, if someone wanted any old candle, they didn't care how it looked, what scent it really was, what it was made with, they would go to Amazon, they would go to Target, they would go to Bath and Body Works. If they're on Etsy looking for a candle, it's because they're looking for a super specific, super unique candle. So one of my members, for example, she makes blue cement molds, which are actually the vessel for the candle. Then she uses a coconut apricot wax. She has a wooden wick. She has dried lavender on top and it's this mango coconut, like Hawaiian type scent. So when you think of that, like that is super specific that if someone is on Etsy, they're literally searching for something like that, something to match their home, something for a Mm -hmm. gift based on what someone likes, something unique and something specific. So to answer that question really is if you have a unique product that's handmade that, that isn't just something that could go on Amazon, right? That is where people go to shop for unique products. And if you can see this video behind me, I have a hot pink peel and stick Mm -hmm. wallpaper. So Mm -hmm. I went on Etsy because I couldn't find peel and stick wallpaper that I actually liked. So I went to Etsy and I typed in hot pink, navy blue, exotic animal peel and stick wallpaper. This was the first listing that showed up and then I bought it. So if you just think about the customers, they're looking for unique things for themselves, unique things for gifts that they can't buy on Amazon, can't buy on Target. So if you have something that fits the bill that is unique and handmade, perfect. Put it up on Etsy. So I love how you said art, skincare, soaps, those do really well. Candles, jewelry, stickers, anything that is super unique. And what makes it really interesting too is even if you have a variety of price points, because a lot of people think you have to be the cheapest to be successful on Etsy. One of my members, she sells authentic gemstone necklaces that range between $300 to $440 a piece. And she just hit 20 sales on Etsy. So if you do the math, sure, maybe 20 isn't like 5,000 orders. But if you do the math, that's a ton of income coming in from people who are finding her on Etsy. So even if you have a higher price point, because then sometimes what people think is, okay, I have a unique product, but it's not going to do good on Etsy because it's only like cheap products or low price products. But even that is a misconception. And now people are going to Etsy to find high end products. Because a lot of times now, if you think about shopping on Amazon, it's you don't know what you're getting anymore. It could say it's authentic XYZ, but it's okay. Is this really authentic? or no matter where you go. So people are turning to Etsy to buy from small businesses that they trust. Those credible small businesses, those established small businesses that have all the details, the photos, the info that they trust them, finding that unique product, adding it to cart and then purchasing it. Yeah, 100%. I have one of my favorite things to find on Etsy are like pillow covers. Yes. Like there's so many awesome like Indian wooden block prints, like like sourcing, like ethically sourced, like just really awesome mission-based business owners who are on Etsy. And when I was pregnant with both kids, I found so much stuff like bamboo, like baby onesies and like all the things that I could probably have found on Amazon, but I much rather support a woman-based business or a woman of color, like just pick and you can, it's there. And I really love that because I think the unique like value proposition factor is huge. 
And also just to bring it back to SEO, since obviously that's what I love to talk about. You said, think of Etsy like somebody on your marketing team. And it's like another way to get in front of people in a search engine. So not only do you have Etsy, which is like a standalone platform that people are searching for, but Google also indexes Etsy listings, right? So that's like double whammy. It's like with Pinterest, you're expanding your discoverability by being on there and getting exposure to even that many more people that might not otherwise find you. And I think that alone, from like my perspective as an SEO marketer, is just the reason to be there because you're just getting extra eyeballs. And again, it's like you're a marketing employee, right? And Etsy's doing that for you. So I think that that's... I love everything that you said. So here's a question that I actually was asked and I didn't know the answer to this. And I was like, ooh, I think I'm going to ask Monica this. So physical products, right? We have your candles, like you were talking about, skincare, all of those things. What about digital? Digital products, downloads, especially now that Canva is you know, the thing that everybody can use. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, 100%. Digital downloads are growing like crazy on Etsy. This is such a good place. This is what I tell people. If there's anything that you use digitally that you created on Canva, put it up on Etsy. Because if you're using it, who knows who else is looking for that type of solution. I actually have a friend who is an Etsy coach as well. And she made for her daughter these really cute cards that she would print. Basically, her very young daughter would come home and want to have a play date with a friend, but the mom would be like, I don't know who this friend is or who the mom of this friend is either. So how do I get in contact to actually schedule this play date? So she created these really cute cards that just say the kid's name, the mom's name, the phone number, let's schedule a play date. So her daughter would give it to friend and then the friend would give it to the mom and the mom could actually text her and be like, hey, my daughter got your play date card. Let's schedule something. So it bridged that gap of shoot, how do I actually get my daughter and her friends to actually get a play date when I don't know who the mom is of the other person, the other child, right? So it was so interesting. She had this and she put it up on Etsy and it just blew up like crazy. So if there's anything that you are doing that is something that's printable, a digital download, a journal, a planner, a worksheet, if you're a coach and you're creating like digital resources for clients, put that up on Etsy too. Because people are going on Etsy for these digital downloads. And I think it's really unique because that's not something that I think Amazon does do or anyone else really does at all. So if you think about digital downloads, Etsy is the place to go. From my perspective, I've bought like filters on Etsy when I wanted like presets and stuff like that for Instagram. I've bought journals. There's there's all sorts of amazing things, but that's the beauty of it. And if you have something that you use on Canva, cool. You can put like Instagram templates. You can put Pinterest Mm -hmm. templates. You can put podcast templates. You can put all sorts of things on there. And people are going there looking for things just like that. So digital downloads, perfect place to put your products up on Etsy too. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the only other place I can think of is Creative Market. And it's not nearly as expansive as Etsy. It's pretty limited. And it's more, I think, towards people who are using like Adobe and things like that. But I love the Playdate card. I'm Now I'm going to need to know the information because yeah. this actually comes up all the time. Yeah. Or we'll go to the Facebook class groups and be like, hey, I'm looking for Nolan's mom in blah, blah, blah class. But that's such a great idea because it is. That's a real... Because it's, it's a problem, right? If you're solving a problem that people sometimes don't even know that they have. And they're like, ooh, this is... I need this. So I love that. That's such a cool story. So, okay. So we're coming up here on Q4. When this episode airs, people are going to be in like the throes of their Q4 planning. Whether you're a digital-based business, product-based business, Q4 is such an important time for pretty much every business owner at this point. 
what are some tips to prep your Etsy shop for the coming holiday season? Yes, this is such a good question. So there's a couple different ways we can take this conversation. So I'm going to start with, let's start with the foundations. So I'm a big fan of just marketing and selling principles that apply no matter what season it is, right? That foundation has to be there. So I think sometimes people want to jump to like the trends or the seasonal and the things like that. But if you don't got the marketing foundations to actually carry you, that's like putting whipped cream on garbage, right? It's not really going to do much help, okay? You can spruce it up a little bit, but at the end of the day, it still is what it is. Not saying that anyone is selling garbage or anything like that, but just a fun analogy, right? So what I like to tell people is, number one, your marketing, your selling, your Etsy optimization, those foundations have to be there. So what I like to tell people on how to truly do that is there's three, four pillars. You have to appear in the search results by using those titles and tags, SEO, using that spot on on Etsy, getting super specific in the title of your product, the descriptive words. So when someone's searching for that really unique item, cool, you show up like that wallpaper did for me, right? And then you also have to attract the customer's attention. So this is all about using the marketing levers, having a really great photo that catches people's eyes. But things like using free shipping, using the discount, having star seller, these are all of the marketing levers that when you get on that first search results page, because you've used the right keywords, titles, and tags on the SEO side of Mm -hmm. things, now you're drawing eyeballs to your listing because there's still 60 other listings on that page and you want to stand out. So those marketing levers, things like that, totally going to help. Then once you actually get someone to click on your page, cool, now we have to confirm their expectations. These customers, these shoppers, they don't know you like your Instagram followers do or like the people that go to your direct webs. Those people know you most likely in one way or another. So when you think about selling on Etsy, you have to have all of the details, every single question that potentially could be out there to reassure and confirm the customer's expectations. Then they actually feel confident to buy from you, right? Otherwise, they're just going to stumble upon your listing. One or two questions might not be answered. They're not going to reach out to you. They're going to hit the back button and find someone who's answered those questions that they're looking for, right? So really important through your photos and your description to educate and confirm the expectations of the customer. Then the final part is to give trust to the customer. So this is by having some amazing reviews because especially as small business owners, I find that sometimes we have the benefit of the doubt against us because unfortunately there are some small businesses that maybe are just trying to make a quick buck are just throwing stuff together, shipping it out. And some people have been burned by small businesses. Now, I know everyone listening here isn't on that side of the spectrum and actually cares about their business, right? They're learning, they're spending time, they're investing in their business, they're serious about their business. But with the duality of that, we just have to give trust to the customer by saying, hey, I'm a credible business you can trust by having awesome reviews on Etsy for people to feel reassured that, okay, cool, this is what I'm going to get. It's going to arrive really quickly. It's exactly like what it looks like in the photos. The description says word for word. And I know when I purchase this, I'm going to get what I'm looking for. So those are like those marketing foundations. I like to call it ACT, ACT, appear, attract, confirm, and trust. And those are the basics that have to be there. Now then, once that's set up and once that is established, then we can go on to the fun holiday season stuff and start to tweak and make advancements. So specifically on Etsy, what advice I like to give people for the holiday season is number one, look to see if there's like a gift set, like a gift box, 
if there's like a holiday wrapping or a holiday tag that you can do. And this is something that was huge for my small business. I took some of my bestsellers, I added a couple additional items and I made an exclusive gift box. So now people could see it in a box and actually envision gifting it to someone, right? It's in a box, you can see the set. But then I also took it one step further and I offered holiday wrap where I would wrap it in craft paper. I had two little glitter ornaments that I taped on. I had a gift tag that I could write a message. So when people are on Etsy, like we started right at the beginning of this episode, they're looking for those super unique things. And if they're buying gifts on Etsy, they may be buying for someone who lives in another state. So they don't want to get it to themselves, have to wrap it, ship it again. If you have that one-stop shop of this is a perfect giftable item, and it's wrapped like a gift, I can just send it to my friend, my sister-in-law, whomever, let me buy that and let me get that ordered and off my plate. So like that one-stop shop. So when we think about what works on Etsy, it's understanding your holiday offering. Do you have anything like that that makes sense for your business? Does it make sense for every business? I had an episode about this on my podcast and I had someone who sells candles, I think trying to create like this super huge candle gift box with full-size candles. And it's you got to make sure it makes sense for your business, right? But those are some options. Limited edition holiday items, offering a gift box or offering something that has a holiday wrap. And once you have that offering established, then it just comes down to working with your SEO a little bit, adding details about who was a gift for? What type of gift is it? Is it a gift for a mom? Is it a gift for a sister-in-law as a gift for a best friend, things like that, because these are the keywords that people use on Etsy during the holidays. They're looking for things like skincare gift set for my friend or something like that. And then when they see this beautiful curated gift set, cool, add to cart, let me send it over to her. So thinking through what are the specifics on who it's for, what type of holiday gift it is, adding that to your title, adding that to your tags, having those photos, those descriptions that showcase everything about this gift box or whatever it may be, going back to that ACT we were talking about. And really, that's the name of the game. If you have those marketing foundations, if you have a holiday offering, and if you adjust your holiday tags, your holiday photos, your holiday description to fully educate about what that is, that's where you're going to make a massive impact. And people shop like crazy on Etsy for the holidays. You can get corporate people. I had someone a couple of years ago that reached out to me, found me on Etsy, bought 50 gift sets for their corporate office. So that's the beautiful part of Etsy. You have so many people who don't know where to go to find unique items that they go to Etsy. That's their place that they go. So as long as you have that offering and those information in the right place and done the right way, it's game over. Holiday season yeah. is going to be amazing for you. Boom, done. I love it. I think what you said about the unique like descriptors and keywords, this is your PSA to do keyword research and use qualifiers like unique gifts for. If you type that into a keyword research tool, I will guarantee you're going to get more search results than you even know what to do with. And get specific, like Monica said, unique gifts for plant lovers, unique gifts for travelers, unique you can really start to dial in on who is my person shopping for. So just as a side note, unique gifts for new parents. Lots of people get engaged around the holidays too. So that's like another one. So I love all of that. Such good tips. And the foundational components. This is really what it comes down to. People know me. I am very like no bullshit. If you do not have marketing foundations in place, 
it doesn't matter what else you're doing. Yep. I can sit here. You can spend all your money with me on SEO. It doesn't flipping matter. You need those foundations in place because getting traffic and eyeballs on your product offering service is part of it. There's all these other things that need to happen that you actually make money. So I love that you spoke to all of those because I think a lot of times people want like the quick fix and they're always forgetting about the foundational. So I love how you were like, before we can even think about holiday, yes. you need this and this and this in place. So I love that. And this is super interesting because it coincides with like the Etsy ads conversation. Because mm. people always are like, oh, let me pay for Etsy ads. And it's the same exact situation. I would never do Etsy ads. I don't advise any of my clients to do Etsy ads until your listing is actually working. Until you have confirmation that, okay, people are seeing it, they're liking it, they're adding it to cart. Cool, now let's put ads on it. But so many people do the inverse. They put something up on Etsy, they put ad spend behind it, and then they don't get any sales. And they're like, oh my gosh, Etsy sucks, Etsy sucks. It's no, we have to do those foundational fundamentals first before you even think about ads. And I love what you said about the quick fix, because that's what I find too. Everyone wants the one best only way to do X, Y, Z. And it's, I hate to break it to you, but growing a business to reach your goals is going to be a long-term effort. It's going to be multiple different projects. It's going to be mastering each project instead of doing something for two days, expecting for the sky to fall. Exactly. And, this, and this is such an important conversation. And from my perspective, I feel like small business owners, like you have to love the challenge. You have to love the obstacles because it's never going to be that easy. It's never going to be that quick. But if you can fall in love with the challenge and the process and the obstacles, then every day is just like the best day ever. Because it's like, cool, let me master this. Let me learn this. Let me try this. Let me do this. And it becomes this amazing journey. So I love how you said that because I'm 100% in alignment that it's a, it's a lengthy process. It takes time and energy. And yes, learning from people and working with experts is going to help you get there faster, but it's still not going to be overnight. There's still going to be some time and some grunt work that's required, but you can for sure make it easier on yourself. But that's just something I love to mention too, because I, I see that over and over and it's tough to see. But once people get on the other side of that and realize what's required and then actually put skin in the game and actually start to build those foundations, they just feel so much more confident in themselves and their business. So it's beautiful to see that transition happen. Yeah, I love that too. I think it's so important. It's not an overnight thing. and newsflash for anybody listening, it's work. Doesn't mean it has to be hard, but it's still going to be work. And it takes a long time to establish. And long is relative, right? What is long? It's all relative to your business. But I think it, this is something I do not see talked about because people are selling a dream, a pipe dream. Yep. And it's great. I would love to take 24 hours, do my thing and be making thousands of dollars off of digital downloads. But yeah, you have to put the work in. You have to lay down the foundations. And I'm going to reiterate what Monica said, proof of concept. Do not spend a dime this holiday season on ads if you don't already have people converting at at least 2 to 3%, at least. And if your AOV is, and this is not just Etsy exclusive, because it's a little bit different with Etsy because it's an in-platform advertising network. But like for Google ads and Facebook, your AOV is really, really low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might want to think twice about it. So... I know people are going to be like, what's a low AOV? So it all depends, but just something to think about. So I know that people are going to be listening to you and being like, okay, I need to work with this person. So tell us, how can people work with you and find you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. That's mostly where I hang out. My Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching. So if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any questions, please send me a DM. I'm more than happy to chat. And then I also have a free Etsy training. It's at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar. 
So I touched on the ACT method, some of those pillars, but this training is 45 minutes and it goes into more detail about how to actually get those keywords. What are some of the photos that you need? What are some of the descriptive components that you need? And just gives a lot more context to help people really start turning this Etsy into a money-making machine. So that's at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar. And yeah, those are the two main resources I would recommend. I also have a podcast called the Product Biz Podcast, Mm -hmm. which Nina will be a guest on. So you'll have to come over and see that episode. But I talk a lot about mindset, like we were just chatting about mindset, Mm -hmm. what's required Mm -hmm. to be a successful small business owner, and also amazing guest experts and tips and tricks too. So yeah, that's where I hang out. And would love to hear from anyone listening. So come on over and say hello. Amazing. We will include all of those links in the show notes for you so you can easily connect with Monica. Thank you so, so much for coming on today. This was such a good conversation. I feel like we're going to need a part two because there's so many things that I want to expand upon. I feel like we could talk for hours. I love it. Uh, Thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevated Visibility Podcast. If you loved it and you want to support the podcast, please share it with others, your family, friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. I would appreciate it so, so much. Catch all the latest from me. You can follow me on Instagram at ninagibson.co. Until next time.